0: Welcome to The Intuitive Customer, where we discuss how you can improve your customer experience and your bottom line. And now, here are your hosts, award-winning influencer and pioneering author of seven books, Colin Shaw and Professor Ryan Hamilton from Emory University.
1: Everybody would say, when we get the new system in place, it will do this and it will solve those problems and then the next problem would come up and you'd be discussing it at a meeting when we get so and, so and so and so it's
0: going to solve those problems and the reality is it didn't if you understand your customers needs and you understand the journey that they're taking to purchase and beyond It's going to be so much easier for you to go, ah, this right here is an opportunity for us to use AI to improve that customer experience. I had a really interesting conversation
1: with my iRobot this morning. And the great thing is, is is it didn't answer me back. It just kept beeping at me, telling me that they thought my ideas were great. Ryan, we got something new today, mate. Great. Let's hear it. So you know that I love the, the phrase, none of us are as clever as all of us. Yes, I've heard you use that many times. I, I think those phrases are, are, are great, but I guess the issue is, do you actually ever do anything about it? So what's the action that comes from it? Well, we're going to take some action, mate. We've come up with a new way of doing these podcasts, or to do a few of them anyway. And that is we've asked people on linkedin and elsewhere to submit their thoughts new ideas reports statistics anything effectively which we can then
0: review have you ever listened to any of these um reaction videos sure yeah um somebody watches some piece of media or something and then responds to it and comments on it
1: yeah So and and that's where I have to say that sort of it sort of was born from, which was I've been watching some musical music ones. And I thought, I
0: wonder what the business equivalent of that is. I mean, I've I've got some opinions about Olivia Rodrigo's new releases. If you want (laughs) to watch those music videos, (laughs) I have opinions.
1: So based upon none of us are as clever as all of us, could you keep your opinions to yourself,
0: please? (laughs) The opposite (laughs) of what that phrase means. Absolutely. I thought this was a great idea. The idea is that these will be a virtual communication with a, a third party here, where the, the three now three of us will be able to kind of comment kind of roundabout fashion on yes. various topics. It'll give Colin and I a new perspective on some of this stuff that we can kind of try to build on. Um, no, I think this is great. I'm excited for it.
1: And to be totally honest with you, we hope what's in it for the people sending the videos over is that it's obviously going to appear on the show, and we're obviously then going to... Uh, write about it on the uh, on the newsletter that I do. That goes out to 82,000 people, and we're going to put some links on it to LinkedIn. So uh, on the post. So if you've got any ideas that you want to share with us, we'll put a link in the in the show notes of where to submit your idea. You just simply click on the form and you go through to a form where you complete it, and we then come back and go, yeah, that sounds like a great idea, or not. And then we'll take it on from there and we've had a few or submissions already so it's it's going well so far but we hope this is of, of use to you so anything else before we hit the button and and play the video no i'm excited let's see it okay this is the first one this is tom martin and i'm gonna let him introduce himself and then ryan and i will come back and we'll give you our, our thoughts on it so
2: here we go hi i'm tom martin ceo of glance we're focused on bringing humans into digital cx which is why the topic of why leading with humans creates a better ai strategy is really interesting to me in fact you know so much of what we've seen in the world about the hope of ai is exciting and i think there's a reason to be excited about what it can do, not just for you as a consumer, but what it can also do for people who are helping other people who are in digital journeys. You know, one of the things that uh, I was reminded in reading a recent blog of Shep Hikins that just came out uh, earlier this week, Uh, was talking about how back in the 90s, you couldn't buy an airline ticket online. It didn't exist. You only could buy it, you know, at the airport or making a phone call to the airline to actually get that uh, airline ticket purchased, and then you would receive it in the mail. And today airlines have moved completely into the digital world. We've got, you know, airline apps and you can do all that stuff today, but they haven't necessarily gotten rid of the people. All of that digital work to be able to empower the individual consumer to be able to do all the work that a person inside the airline used to do for them is now that DIY world, but yet there's all the work that needs to be done in helping those customers who are maybe in transition, a flight was canceled, delayed, what have you. And you realize that as you think about the types of services that you're providing, oftentimes it's at that level that a human being can provide the most benefit because there's uh, one, a lack of information, a lack of understanding. There's critical times like I need to be able to get here and everything's uh, done. And you realize that we see that all over the place there's nothing in our world that i think we don't have the ability to do some level of work if not all the work ourselves thinking about like you know stocks and banking all that stuff is now online in fact there's every tool out there and you realize most people don't need help getting started what they do need help with is figuring out some strategies and i think about like today young people can jump onto robin hood and there's an ai tool there's you know literally like a robo investor that can help you do all the work they can even help do some of the research but oftentimes when you're trying to marry and align your personal life which is constantly changing and you also have goals and aspirations of maybe growing a family buying a house moving getting a different job and you realize how do i marry the work that I'm doing with maybe a bank or a financial institution to sit there and be like, what's the best investment strategy for me? How should I build an allocation-based portfolio? What are the right things that I should be purchasing? And so when you look at the world of AI, where we're seeing benefits of it is, one, is it's an easy path to get people into a digital journey. Uh, AI does a great job of finding information and collecting it and bringing it but also at the same time, when you're connecting a real human being, you've got that opportunity to be able to have the AI working as an assistant to that person, you know, who's assisting the customer. So that agent has a, becomes a super agent because that AI is working in parallel, listening to the conversation, going out and grabbing important information, uh, knowledge uh, that can then allow for that agent to do what? Focus intently on that human connection on the conversation without having to move off and start looking and swivel chairing into different systems to find the right information, to be able to weave that into the conversation. And so that to me is like one of the best things that uh, we've seen. And we also know that part about where AI, and this is looking into the future, can be is it can see things that people have done, patterns, histories, and you realize that you know, people start to get to a point in a journey when it's like, you know what, the best experience is when we can bring that human being in here right now in the moment. And so when you can take a look at AI as this ability to start to really look at an entire journey that a customer has, and then to bring that human being in a moment that can have the most impact for the customer and for the business, that becomes a really important sort of North Star to really think about that brings both those things in. Oftentimes, you know, when I ask people about the best experience they've had, uh, they often talk about and tell them a story about not a, a digital engagement ever. They never talk about like, oh, I had the most amazing conversation with a the chatbot. They talk about an interaction with another human being that drew them in, that created this emotional connection with that business, that is going to have them doing repeat business with them over and again. And in fact, it's one of those stories that they tell at dinner parties with friends about like, oh my gosh, like if this company offered something else, I would buy it. Why? Because of the experience I had.
1: So thanks, Tom, Uh, really interesting viewpoint. Ryan, any
0: overall thoughts at the moment? Really grateful for Tom sending us that clip and and setting us off on this new program. He had a lot of interesting insights in terms of that interface between AI and human employees. I think that that is kind of the next frontier as we're developing AI into our systems is figuring out what is it going to replace? What is it going to augment? Where is it going to add? I think that that is a real useful place for us to focus our discussion. So thanks, Tom. Appreciate it.
1: Yeah. So one of the things Tom said was back in the '90s, and I must have met again. Maybe I'm showing my age, but you think yourself oh, blind Yeah, I remember those days when you didn't just buy everything online or on your on your phone or whatever else. It's, it's amazing
0: how quickly we get used to new things, isn't it? Like, it is. He, he said that it was. It was kind of shocking to him reading that Shep post about that. Yes. we all lived through that, and yet we've all yes. kind of forgotten about it because we've gotten so used yes. to the new way of doing things. So yeah useful reminder
1: i'm sure ai is going to be the, the same yeah uh, I, one of the things he said that i have to say I, I i disagree with slightly is that people have used those employees now to help in the customer experience and i'm not sure if they have if i'm honest i think that organizations have actually just got less people basically and my worry with ai is I actually think you're going to end up with two bits here. I think you're going to end up with a, a group of companies that are just going to use it to slash and burn to get profits. And the more enlightened organizations are going to use it to enhance the experience and, and effectively do what, what Tom says. So, you know, don't disagree with him on, on that respect. But I worry that it's going to be the 80-20 rule. Basically, 80% of organizations are going to use it for cost cutting, and only 20% are going to see it as an advantage.
0: Yeah, I think that's right. I think that Tom was painting a picture of what should be done and what kind of more enlightened organizations will do. The reality is that as things have moved online and, and become more digital, I agree with you. I'm not sure that we have the same number of airline employees that we did. It's just we've now refocused them on customer experience. Same with online banking. Um, for a long time, people were real hesitant to you know, move money through phones and, and online systems. And so, uh, but as that has, has taken off, I mean, our, our local bank branch near my house just closed a few months ago. Yeah, And we would still go occasionally. We'd obviously use digital banking much more often. You know, I don't fault the bank. I'm sure that it made sense financially for them to do that. But the idea that we can now free up these employees to en- enhance the customer experience, I think that's something that companies need to look more seriously at. I think that Tom is right, that there are opportunities in that direction. And as you know, to your point, as we move to AI, there's going to be even more opportunities for that as we can shift some routine tasks off the backs of human employees and onto to AI systems. The danger is that we just cut those employees and that there's no slack for when things go wrong, for improving customer experience when these systems fail.
1: And I guess the reality is, is the thing that bugs me at the moment is how many organisations that you call, and the message is we're experiencing high volume call volumes at the moment, you know. But your call is important. To, you think no, you're not. These are normal call volumes, and they have been for a bloody year now. Yeah. What you're telling me actually is you just haven't got the people on the end of the phone to deal with it. That's or you can't get the people because you're not
0: paying them the right wages and blah 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 blah. It would be great if they changed that message to "We have failed to adequately staff our call center." <laughs> um, your call is very
1: Yeah, yeah. That, that I tell you what, that would actually because every time it happens, it, it every time that happens, I think to myself. In fact, I was I was thinking about doing this as a podcast. Okay, something along the lines of when organizations lie to you <laughs> i listen to that and i think to myself that is a lie you know it's a lie i know it's a lie uh, so why are you telling me that you know if you want me to trust you then why are you starting our relationship off by telling me that's a lie or or another example is this product is best for me when it's perhaps it's not and you know all the all, all the rest of it i think the other thing that um, tom said that i thought was interesting was that ai is an easy path into getting into a digital journey and i think he sort of described it as pulling this information together and i'd like to talk with him a bit further about that to be totally honest with you when you think about it a lot of journeys again as i think tom mentioned that most journeys now you could start off with an app if you wanted to and clearly as soon as you've done that you can start applying ai to it can't you and therefore ideally the customer would go through that and come out of that feeling that that was a good experience but that could
0: be where ai is is applied between the two of us, I am the luddite. I'm I'm technology skeptic more than. I'm sorry, there was a glitch here, mate. No, Could you no, just repeat no. that?
1: Can you? I, well, I don't think enough people caught that.
0: Exactly. It's because we don't trust technology. That's why you heard a glitch, Colin. <laughs> this is my point. Um, like I, I understand the enthusiasm, I really do. But a lot of the talk that I hear about AI sounds to me kind of fanciful and ignorant, like. We're just AI is this fairy dust that we're going to sprinkle over any problem, and it'll solve it. We're going to be like magic. Um, it's a tool. It's a very powerful tool. But just like you, you can't use a jackhammer to solve any problem in construction, um, you can't use AI to solve any problem in your business. And so uh, I think that like, what I would pull out of Tom, Tom's comments there is this idea of like having a digital journey and understanding a digital journey Like, if you understand your customer's needs and you understand the journey that they're taking to purchase and beyond, it's going to be so much easier for you to go, ah, this right here is an opportunity for us to use AI to improve that customer experience. And this right here in the journey, this is another thing. I worry that too many firms do the opposite, which is like, well, we're going to use this AI hammer and we're just going to like start swinging it and inserting it into our processes at various points, instead of taking this customer journey-centric approach, which is how can we use it to solve specific problems?
1: Ryan, I've got some interesting facts for you around the number of 80,000. I'm happy to sit at your feet and learn your wisdom, Colin. What are these facts? Did you know that 80,000 kilometers is the circumference
0: of the earth? As far as you know, I did know that. (laughs) Did you know, Colin, that 80,000 is roughly the population of Livermore, California, home of the Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory Science Center? No, I didn't. What's more incredible, Ryan, is 80,000 people is the
1: number of people who have subscribed to the LinkedIn newsletter, Why Customers Buy, that I
0: write every week. Colin, if you were able to get all of your readers together, you could form your own city.
1: I could. And if we put them end to end, they may even go around the circumference of the earth. If they were all one kilometer tall, that (laughs) is true. (laughs) So if you'd like to join the other 80,000 people who enjoy the Why Customers Buy newsletter each week, then simply go to LinkedIn, look up my name, and you'll see the newsletter there. We look forward to seeing you every week. I think you're right. I mean, there clearly is a lot of hype around AI. It reminds me of when I was back in corporate life 20 years ago, and we were implementing a new system, okay, that was gonna automate a lot of the processes and save money and, mm-hmm. and provide a better experience, etc. And it was my baby, basically, or under my responsibility. And I always remember how everybody would say, when we get the new system in place, it will do this, and it will solve those problems. And then the next problem would come up, and you'd be discussing it at mean, When we get so-and-so-and-so, and so, it's going to solve those problems. And the reality is – It'll provide cake every Tuesday? And yeah. Every Thursday? And the reality is it didn't. And the other reality was in that environment, there was a lot of resistance from the teams to actually – implemented because they'd worked in a different way. So I, you know, I I think the, the analogy of thinking AI will solve life's, the universe's problems is somewhat exaggerated. However, I do balance that against, and the analogy I've been drawing recently when I've been talking to clients about this is when you look at the history of the internet. So when the internet first came about, everyone thought it was wonderful. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And clearly our lives have been made better and worse by the internet yeah, and social media and all the rest of it. But I guess the point I'm trying to make is it didn't happen straight away. It took a period of time. I mean, I, I was looking it up the other day. I think the internet was born in 1980, 1995 or something like that. You think back thats 30 years to where we are today, you could argue AI is going to take a bit longer, but, you know, it's going to be some time before it settles down and it really starts
0: to provide some benefit, don't you think? Yeah. So I, I taught, have you heard of the hype cycle? I, vaguely. I yeah, think and I know. Developed I think by Gartner
1: any- have used it as part of their that yeah. whole bit about the systems are going to yeah, yeah
0: go so, uh, ahead. the basic idea, for those who haven't heard it, um, it's kind of a, a clever observation that as new technologies come out, people are very excited about what they can do. And there's this huge bump in kind of what we're talking about and, and how we think it's going to solve problems. And then reality hits, and there's this huge crash in optimism. And people kind of sour on the on the technology. And there's this kind of lag. And nothing seems to be happening. And then at some point it, it comes back up and it levels out and that's where it actually starts impacting our lives. And so, you know, we saw that with the internet as you're saying like, oh, it's going to do everything for everyone all at once. And instead we got email, you know, and and, it, and then at some point it actually did. And now we're at a point where it actually does impact every facet of our life. And and I, I agree with you completely. I think AI will absolutely be there. It's arguable what point in the hype cycle we are at, but I, I would suspect it, it's a ways from kind of, full establishment into what we're doing. I think we're still maybe in that optimistic stage. It will absolutely affect everything, probably not tomorrow. And that doesn't mean we need to like not plan for it, but we also need to, to kind of be more hard-headed in, in our approach to it and look for specific problems to solve.
1: Yeah, and, and I think the other thing is I was actually only this morning doing a keynote online. A number of the questions that I was getting, I was quite surprised how – Negative, they were towards AI, yeah, and worried about. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't worry about these things, but worried about customers' data and and various different things like that, and and whether you can actually trust it and and everything else. And one of the comments I made at the time was, "Listen, Pandora's box has been opened. Okay, no, we're not. No one's putting it back in the box. Yeah, it's now a question of how do we." implement it and i think the other thing for me is key uh, and that is that there needs to be a strategy around it and what i'm seeing at the moment is i'm seeing history repeat itself with lots of different parts of organizations playing with ai or doing things with ai so customer service doing some stuff around chatbots you know, and sales, doing some stuff around how to deal with inbound calls and various di- uh, inbound requests, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What I'm not seeing is an overall strategy of this is how we are going to, how we are going to implement AI across the piece. And the analogy that I was drawing this morning was, do you remember, again, when the internet was born? And all different parts particularly in large organizations every department or silo within an organization went and built their own portal right uh, with their own e-commerce platform and and then the customer would go to another part of that organization and it would be a different thing and then uh, then people suddenly realized hey we've got all these internet sites over there and the customer's confused so Let's get into digital transformation and let's transform everything and bring it all together into one portal. You know, which is where we've ended up. And I guess I'm, I worry that I'm seeing that happen again with AI. That everybody in their own little silos are doing something rather than looking at the the whole thing. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. No. Absolutely. I think that's a, a risk of history repeating itself. And
1: one of the other things
0: that uh
1: tom said in the video was uh, so we've sort of talked a bit about uh, what he said about the customer side of things but he also mentioned about ai helping agents or assistants gathering information and then pulling that information together which i think is totally right how does ai help provide tools for that agent or for that person within the customer to help them provide a better experience to,
0: to customers as well. I think that that's the most optimistic path for AI. Like, we, there's a lot that we don't know. There's, you know, there's justifiably some fear, especially if people worried about, like, disruptions in their jobs. I think that the most hopeful outcome for AI is that it will be used to take care of the kind of the routine, the, you know, hopefully the drudgery of of most or of a a lot of jobs and then allow those employees to refocus on the parts of the job where they can do the most good. So if, you know, in interacting with customer, I'm constantly being distracted by having to pull up their data and having to compile it and like put it together. And yeah, if, if that's a routine part of the job and we can get AI to help with that so that I can be more present and focused on solving the customer's problem in a way that an AI bot can't, that would be great. That would be best for everyone, um, the employee, the company, the customer. Um, and so that, I'm hopeful that that's where we're headed.
1: Yeah, I, and I, I agree. I think Tom's
0: overall point of a human experience still matters. Yeah, that resonated with me too. I don't, I don't know that anybody is like super excited about in, interacting with a chatbot. But if you have a human who can solve your problem and show some empathy, oh, you are. Colin is raising his hand. <laughs> I'm waving. All oh, is excited about to- robots, nobody else is. <laughs> I had
1: a really interesting conversation with my iRobot this morning as it was cleaning the carpet. Okay then, all right, I stand and corrected. The, okay. And the great thing is, is, is it didn't answer me back. It just kept beeping at me, telling me that they thought my ideas were great. Yeah, it's
0: really, <laughs> it's really working hard. Um, I worry that your robots may be the first robots to quit on the job. (laughs) Let's bring this to a close. Any last thoughts? I mean, just looping the last point around to the first point, you know, we talk about that. The best case scenario would be, we get AI reducing some of kind of the the nagging background workload that frees up employees to do uh, more good for customers and for the company. My worry, as we started off with, is that a lot of companies would look to that and then say, "Oh, great! Well, now we can reduce headcount because we've got these AI systems doing more of this yes. kind of routine work." Yes. And I understand, like, there, that might be an opportunity for some businesses, but I hope that it is looked at through the lens of customer experience and customer journey, so that this might be an opportunity for marketplace advantage where you can distinguish yourself instead of just more ruthless efficiency on the back end. Can we build out more loyalty and more positive experience on the front end?
1: I mean, I agree with all those points. And, and building on that, the, the only other thing that I would say is that I think you need to have a strategy in place and it needs to be part of it. So I, you know, one of the things I've learned over the years it's not black or white. It's not we're going to make all the savings and we're, or we're going to invest all the people that we had. That we, it's going to be a mixture of both. But by definition, that means that you need to know the areas where you're going to invest in. So if you're going to increase some resources in some areas, then the challenge obviously becomes, well, what are those areas? And clearly those areas are the areas that drive should be the areas that drive most value for you, so you're gonna gain the most return from. So it's the identification of those areas. And I think that the other part is the danger is is organizations don't know what they don't know. And what I mean by that is that I think the real advantage of AI that's going to come out over the next few years, and this is not going to happen tomorrow, but five years' time, is that people are going to be start providing more proactive experience. People have heard me say this before on this show, they don't know what they don't know because they've not done much proactive experiences before. So how are you going to do those? What's the best way of doing those? How do you build those things into play? And you're going to need to experiment and do all those other wonderful things. So, Tom, thanks very much, mate, for um, submitting your video. All of Tom's details are going to be down in the show notes. Uh, so if you want to go through and have a chat and give your view to Tom as well, then feel free to do so, or obviously uh, put any uh, anything in the comments on uh, LinkedIn or YouTube. And if you want to submit a video or even just a voice message yourself, uh, then please feel free to do so. Again, we'll put all the links down in the show note. You simply go to a one form, fill it out. Uh, we're just trying to save you some work. We don't want to bore our audience. So uh,
0: we're trying to put yeah, our job we feel threatened when others try to bore yeah. Yes. yeah yeah
1: good point well made mate thank you just fill it out and we'll let you know whether we think it's worthwhile or not and then we'll uh, get you virtually on the show and we can have a chat about it i uh, look forward to talking to you next week i'm just going to go and have a chat with my irobot about the cleaning that he's done well done see you everyone thanks very much for listening to the show today we really hope you've enjoyed it and if you have it would be really great if you could leave us a review